Little Wing is now streaming on Paramount Plus. I'm in a period of emotional upheaval. Is that all the oh, I don't care crap? A little adventure. Where are you going? I'm gonna steal a bird from the Russian pigeon mafia. Let's do it. Goes a long way. <laughs> Starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Life can hurt, but life is sweet. Little Wing, rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. Hello and welcome to the Movie Podcast. My name is Shabazz and of course I'm one of your lovely hosts. And joining beside me today is, looks like he broke the boundary rules to get a haircut, Daniel. Daniel, how are you doing? <laughs> Why are you exposing me? <laughs> well, you know. On this, well, it's, it's an ex- exposing you and complimenting you for let me, let me say, it's a legal haircut. It's an illegal haircut. It, it, no, no, sure. no. It's a legal haircut. How, do, how, how can you say that? Because it's legal. Give, I was assured that when I was getting you it, it was it, right? legal. You did your you own have, You I was have your legal. vaccine card to show me <laughs> papers, please. Papers. Uh, no, it's good. I've, I've had this haircut for a couple weeks now, so uh-huh. you can't. You can't. What I from what I understand from the law. Yeah, tell me about. You it. can't arrest somebody for something they did in the past. You'd be surprised. You have to be caught in the act. Is from what for how I've interpreted the Daniel, law in my life for the past. What? Dang, for the past eight years, I've been undercover. This whole time being your friend. Yes, so if, yes, I could, I'm if, a cop. I, if I kill you now, <laughs> right, and no one's there to arrest me when I leave this door, right. I can. Yeah, I'm you're, Scott free. you're Scott free. You're free. That's that is how the law works. Interesting. Yeah. And the voice of that murderer is <laughs> Anthony. Anthony, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. I'm I'm just plotting at this nice. moment. So you're thinking about all the crimes you can commit. That yeah, no based on Daniel's. Law. Daniel's also a lawyer. I don't know if you knew this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is uh, Daniel. What's law. your uh, yeah. what's your win win loss ratio? Uh, I'm I have a great ratio. More That's losses than wins. I have the it's the same ratio, the same aspect ratio as the Snyder Cut. Ooh. Four by three. So the, that's pretty good then. I mean, that's not bad. It's not bad. It's pretty good. You're doing pretty good, eh? <laughs> guys, how are you guys doing this week though? How was this week for you guys? This week was good. I mean, I'm trying to think. Like, it feels like a blur right now. I don't know why. It felt like two weeks. I don't know why. It did feel like two weeks. Uh, no, but it's been great. I mean, we're we're getting great shows from Marvel again. You know, it's mm-hmm. nice to be back in the Falcon and Winter Soldier worlds. Um, it's great. It's great. And I think we're heading into um, some really good movie movie seasons. It looks it sounds like. like it. It sounds like it from the news today. So I'm excited to finally start watching some big movies. And of course, with Godzilla vs. Kong this week, too. Yeah. Yeah, Andy, what about you? Same, same. It's these weeks have just been going. Um, but yeah, it was a good week. Pretty rainy, rainy 
Yeah, we got week. some we got some really nice days here where we're recording where it was nice and sunny. Yeah. Super nice. People were outside wearing short shorts and open mouth kissing each other. Oh wow. And then some days uh it started to rain and get really, really cold. Like I, I never knew how to leave in the morning to go to work. I was like, Oh, okay, oh it's a little cold, but I yeah. think it'll be fine later. <laughs> and then you come home and then it's like sunny. Yeah. Yeah, it's really strange. Plus the time change we was the time change last the following week? I think so. Two weeks yeah. ago? Two weeks Two ago. Weeks it's ago? Just, yeah. It's yeah. just, I don't know. It's this time period of March and April where you get into spring. Right. And the weather's not great, but Once it's we getting there. May. Yes. Once well, we hopefully, hopefully. Hopefully we don't yeah. get any snow in May. But um, yeah, I'm looking forward to new content. Yes. Because this week was pretty dry. Yeah. A little dry. But guess what, guys? As always. You can catch a new episode of the movie podcast, which is never dry, always wet. That's what our motto. Isn't that our motto? Name? Always know. wet, never dry. Yeah, always wet, never dry. Yeah, that's that's. I think that's the. Uh, I have that on my bumper sticker. On my that's car. Latin. That's, that's someone's our, motto. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have that on our coat of arms when we make one. <laughs> oh no, we're making a coat of arms. We're making okay. a coat of arms <laughs> every Monday, guys, across all your favorite podcast services. And if you want to be a part of the show and give us your comments, suggestions, and corrections, please head on over to at the Movie Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. And don't forget to write into the show. Tell us what you're watching. Tell us what you like, and uh, maybe if you have some criticism for us, or maybe if you're a lawyer. Or you can help us out with that question. If you commit a crime and no one's there to see it, are you scot free? I'm pretty sure that's not, I, that's like that's no, like no. It's, it's the no same argument. If a tree falls in the forest and no one's around to hear it, did it happen? Did it happen? Same thing with committing crimes. Yeah. If I killed you right now and and Daniel wasn't looking, you've watched like like CSI and like crime I'm not scene sure what that is. What, what CSI? Where they can like S- How do you say that? Yeah. How do you say that? Sissy. Sissy? Is, is, it a, is that a new artist? Is that a new artist? What is that? I haven't heard of their album. Yeah, man. I, I, I don't know. What, what, I'm just, I don't know why I hang out with you guys. I don't know. Andy, you're, Andy's just on the You're ride. the one out of all of us that would kill somebody first, though. Yeah, but see, you wouldn't know. No one would know. But there you, there go. you go. So you're scot-free. You're free to go, oh, sir. Uh, uh, yeah, for, Take, for, have for a nice me, night. yeah. It's for you guys. No. <laughs> oh, so we're the ones dying. Great. We're dead, yeah. Guys. We'd know. <laughs> guys, just like Anthony's on a, on a run from the law, we are on a run to get 200 five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts. Uh, we're getting closer and closer each day, and you know, thank you to everybody for so far submitting their um, ratings. Again, if you want to leave us a comment, please be more than welcome to because we might read it out on the show. We might put it in a video. We might scream it in our cars. Who knows what will happen? But again, let us get to 200 by September so we can get Rotten Tomatoes accredited. 100%. Yeah, 200% actually. There you go. <laughs> there yeah, you go. We need 200. Go. 200. We're at 115 right now. We are. So, I mean, I think our original goal was like, let's hit 100 ratings. By our hundredth episode, we've far surpassed. We've far surpassed. This is yep. episode ninety-eight. This is ninety-eight. This is like the uh, vaccine. This is the year the Godzilla of nine ninety-eight came out. So you're Biden. What's our oh. goal now? Our goal is two hundred. By I don't know why he has that voice. What voice is this? That was my Biden voice. You don't like it? But he doesn't have an accent like that either. You know what? I'll be honest. Every time Biden talks, I don't listen anymore. So. <laughs> but here's just, the thing: a boring president is is okay with me after yeah oh, oh yeah. yeah you want to sleep you listen yeah. to biden yeah. yes there sleep you go joe biden sleep right? with joe. <laughs> Wait, what oh. voice were you doing sleep with joe biden i was doing i was doing a voice you're doing uh, the undertaker right there <laughs> Ray Raz. you're going nowhere now i'm doing spider-man ready all right, guys. Some, oh, some announcements. I love it. <laughs> some announcements before we jump in. People are listening to the show right now, going, 
Oh, it's that kind of episode today, huh? The one where they're laughing and giggling. It's, uh, Shay's hosting today. Uh, Shay's Everything's hosting. going crazy. Everything's a giggle fest in this place, huh? <laughs> what did I call you guys on the Mighty du- Giggling Ducks? That's what I called you on the uh, uh, you did, yeah. on the Mighty it, Ducks it episode. It sounded a bit like offensive. I don't it know did. if it was. I, I was trying to you be offensive. You were trying to go offensive. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, some reviews, guys. We've got the Falcon of the Winter Soldier episode two review and reaction. This one, we were able to kind of dive a little bit deeper into spoiler territory that we weren't able to do with episode one. Um, I heard some back on episode one that you know people really wanted us to go deeper into it but right. at that time we just couldn't we couldn't we, we couldn't. had our you really? know disney well disney came to us and they were like listen you talk about anything that happens in this episode that's spoilers we'll kill anthony yeah <laughs> and no one will see it so we'll get away with it <laughs> no they said you know yeah they said that- <laughs> Yeah, man, so man, a few words, yeah. <laughs> and that's what they, they just looked at us. That's yeah, all we needed. That's what they said. Uh, yeah, no, but we couldn't in the first episode, obviously, because we were putting our review out early. Yeah, thank you, Disney, for sending it to us. First of all, yes. Um, but yeah, we couldn't get into spoilers for that episode. But now that we're releasing them on day, uh, and, date. The day and date for the new episode. We're going all out. We're going hardcore. Bonesaw is ready. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, we also have our Mighty Ducks Game Changers episode one to three review, reaction up as well. Um, This is one that... uh, I've been getting a lot of feedback on as well. Oh, more feedback for you, eh? Well, a lot of people give me feedback. I don't know why. They're coming up to me in the streets and yeah. yelling at me and no masks. Um, but they've been saying, you know what? We were very surprised as to how this show is. And I, if you listen to our review, you'll understand as well how surprised we were of how good it is as well. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a fun show. And I think at the end of the day, yes, it has, you know, silly, you know, tropes in it and stuff like that. But that's what you also want from a Mighty Duck show. It's, right. it's comforting. It's familiar. You know, Coach Bombay is a cake eater in it, which is great. Um, so is, is that a, a isn't that like an offensive term? Yeah, as well? but that but that's what they used to call him. Right? That's true. And, they did. Yes, you know, they he's did. A cake they eater. Did. You know, and yeah. it's just funny that cake you see eater. him. You see him eating cake in the show, and it's great. Honestly, like, um, yeah, we we spoke about the first three episodes. Mm-hmm. Same thing. No spoilers. Um, no spoileritos. No spoileritos. But I'm excited for to watch the rest of the show because now we're waiting for the new episodes. It's true. Out. It's true. Uh, we also have a review for Nobody Up, which came out last week in theaters. Nobody. Right? Was last week in theaters or this week? March 26th, which was yeah, so last uh, week. In last theaters. week, yeah. Perfect. Which theaters aren't open yet, right? So if you saw it, how? <laughs> tell us. <laughs> tell us your secret. Yeah. Why did you see this damn movie? Because we want to see it again. Um, hopefully, um, I don't know what Universal is going to do in terms of like a PVOD release or. You know, hopefully theaters will open up here mm-hmm. in some capacity, but it's a great movie. So definitely, mm-hmm. if you find a theater that's open mm-hmm. or a drive-in, mm-hmm. go watch it. Yeah. Invincible, uh, also available on Amazon Prime. Episodes 1 to 3, our review reaction is up for that as well. Zack Snyder's Justice League. We have an hour and a half long discussion about that movie. Uh, great discussion. Great discussion about that film. And we'll, we'll definitely dive deeper and deeper into it. Yes. Uh, we have WandaVision up as well that we finished the whole series. We had our friend Nate from We Are Geek Centric on our last episode. So huge shout out to him as well. And lots more reviews all over our movie podcast feed. Uh, please go ahead and scroll through and think of all the different movies we watched and be like, oh, wow, they reviewed this. That's amazing. They loved it. Yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> Uh, we also have an interview with Cinema Blend's Sean O'Connell. He is the author of the Release of Snyder Cut book. Great book. If you get a chance to read it and also get a chance to listen to our interview, we do a reading of the book on the interview. We don't actually do that. <laughs> we do a live reading we with him. We do a live reading with him. Yeah. Uh, like the, we do it kind of in the style of uh, Goldilocks and the Three Bears. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> and Zack Snyder and is Zach Goldilocks. Snyder said, let me release my Snyder cut. <laughs> this, this movie is too short. <laughs> 
<laughs> then uh, Warner Brothers said, this movie is too long. <laughs> Uh, Anthony, and Joss Whedon said, this movie does is, not funny enough. <laughs> oh, God. Anthony's just leaving, by the way. I don't even know. Anthony's still here. I'm waiting for the joke. Oh. oh. Ouch. Guys, we're also affiliates of P-Link. So P-Link, uh, they make smart links for podcasts, and they auto-open in any podcast app on your iOS and Android device. So they send every listener to the right place. If you run a podcast... P-Link is essential and will send your listeners anywhere on any device every time. So check out our show notes for the affiliate code and make sure to give them a look. And if you notice on our social media feeds, um, our Twitter and Instagram, we always use plink.to slash TMP for the movie podcast. It's been super helpful. And I feel like all it's done really is in, is increase engagement with our podcast. Yeah, it's, it's nice because it's, it's a nice short link and then it just lets us, you know, still talk a lot about what we want to without taking up as much space in our tweets so um it's great and what's really cool about it too is when you click on it um if you are like on a computer or anything you'll have like a list of all the different yeah um little show summary feeds. and everything. you could see the show summary the different episode you want to get to so there's a lot of options there um and it's, yeah we're really happy to be uh, affiliates with them yeah that's awesome thank you again appealing guys and next week the week of april 2nd or 3rd I guess because April start. Well, do weeks start Saturday for people, or do they start Sunday? But I mean, like April fifth, though. Right. Would, when it our would traditional be, episode. Yes, we, that's, that, you're right. We are off that week. A couple of big reasons: a Jesus. Uh, third reason is Daniel, and fifth reason is. Um, do we have a fifth reason? Not really. Well, right? you're not here either, are you? Not? Well, I'm not here, but yeah, but <laughs> but Daniel, it's your birthday that week. You're turning what? I'm turning ninety four. Wow, you look. Yeah. You don't look a day over ninety eight. Thank you, and uh, I try. Sense. Uh, yeah, I'm, I have my birthday this Friday, actually. Nice. On April, No, sorry, Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, was like, I thought it was Saturday. Hold on a second. Hold on. Uh, yeah, Saturday, I turn the big 2-8. Two, two years to 30. Yeah, two years to 30. Yeah. I'm 30 yeah. this year. Daniel, Anthony, you're 56 this year, I think. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony pretty just sounded like he just took a big glass of whiskey, too. Yeah, yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> Joe <know>. Biden. <laughs> 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 yeah, no. So it it's fun, and some like sometimes it lines up like this where it happens over Easter, so I get a nice long weekend as well too. True. So I'm not, I'll take it. You know, what's, what's, what's interesting? We we we've gone off for a week or two weeks, quite a bit sometimes, but now. It's so interesting because we have this luxury of recording remotely, and we also have so many reviews and things coming out that are we really off? Because guaranteed that week, you'll still be seeing some reviews pop up from us. Yeah, I mean, like this week alone, you're going to get a review for Godzilla vs. Kong. You're going to get a review of The Unholy. You're going to get a review and reaction to The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So, I mean, you're still going to hear our voices. But whether you like it or not. Whether you like it or not. It just won't be in this hour-plus-long form. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Unless something like... Earth-shattering Earth happens, you know, <laughs> as we always say. Yes. You know, like, I think the last time it happened, what, Snyder? Uh, the Snyder Cut, yeah. and then before that, it was like, yeah, we're going to be off for two weeks, and then Spider-Man left the MCU, yeah. and then everything went on fire. Yeah. It's crazy. Great times. Yeah. Great times, guys. Great times. Let's jump into the news, boys. Wow. Power. That was good. Power. That was good. Guys, Black Widow and Cruella are hitting Disney Plus Premier Access and theaters simultaneously. This is coming from Pamela McClintock and Aaron Couch of The Hollywood Reporter. In its biggest pandemic-related streaming movie ad, Disney has opted to make Marvel Studios' Black Widow available on Disney Plus Premier Access at the same time it hits theaters. This is ditto for Cruella, another big-budget tentpole. 
Black Widow is now slated for July 9th, moving back from its previous May 7th date. It will be available to Disney Plus subscribers for an additional $30, and I think in Canada, $35. Uh, Disney also announced that Cruella, starring Emma Stone, will debut Dayton Dayton Theaters and on Disney Plus Premiere Access on May 28th. Meanwhile, the animated film Luca will skip theaters entirely and hit Disney Plus on June 18th. Uh, no additional fee. The bold move... The bold moves underscore the company's aggressive foray into streaming and premium VOD in recent days. Walt Disney CEO Bob Chapek has made it clear that the gold, the old rules, I don't know why I said gold, the old rules, <laughs> the gold, old golden rule, <laughs> the old rules regarding how movies are distributed in theaters and in the home are gone. Disney hasn't released any premier access numbers for Raya or Mulan, but it's clear they generated enough business for the company to keep experimenting. A major number of uh, a number of major circuits, including Cinemark in the U.S., have refused to carry Raya because they wanted more generous terms in exchange for the film playing day and date in theaters uh, and on Disney Plus. It remains to be seen whether the platform repeats itself with Black Widow and Cruella. Guys, what do you what do you think? I didn't. Uh, here's the thing: I didn't think this was going to happen. We knew. I think a show or two ago, I said, or we were talking about like. A decision's going to be made soon, because usually a month before release is when it really starts ramping up in marketing. Right. And right on the money, we called it that Disney made that decision, and I think they made the best decision possible, where it's like, yes, it's going to come to theaters in July, so it gives more people to get vaccinated if they want, if they want to feel safer going to the theaters, right? That's an extra two months later. Also... It gives people who don't want to go to the theaters a chance to watch it at home. Mm. And, you know, obviously we can't keep pushing off the MCU. You know, um, Disney is on a Marvel Studios is on a timeline with their schedule and everything. They want this movie out. And obviously it shifted a bunch of other movies, which we'll talk about later. But it's a great decision. And I'm really happy Disney made it. And And I like that, you know, like it's been a year of us being like, literally, it's been a year of us being like, oh, what's going to happen? Uh, I wish they would just put it on Disney Plus or do this. But. Um, I think for this decision to come now, it's smart, and I'm I'm here for it. I think they made the right moves, and again, it just solidifies Disney Plus as being such a great powerhouse powerhouse of content. I mean, it went from being um, the streaming service that I kind of I jumped into to watch some like nostalgic stuff, mm. but now I'm in it like maybe every single day mm. or multiple times a week, either mm. watching the new shows Star. and doing that, you know, and Star. Like it's 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 really come into its own. It's it's a strong streaming service. Mm-hmm. Anthony, what about what what are your thoughts on Cruella moving there without really I mean we just really finally got Cruella's trailer recently and all of a sudden now we're hearing that hey, it's being pushed there that and also by Black Widow. It's a smart move. I wait, I'm no executive, but I've been mm. I've been saying it a lot that they should be releasing it on both platforms, you know, theater and at home, especially now cuz their their subscriber rate has jumped up to like 100 million. So you're going to make money no matter what. And for Disney, they, they're, as a company, their biggest worry is not how it's going to do in theaters. Their biggest worry is like how we can financially make money for these movies with the platforms that we have. And using Disney Plus as that platform, as well as theaters, is a smart move. So, Definitely. And it's giving the availability for movies, for their movies, to be seen everywhere. There are places... Um, in the world that don't have theaters, but they might have a digital box with Disney plus on it. Yeah. That's, that's very yeah. common, especially in rural areas. So 
it's and they're it's like what thirty dollars, thirty five dollars. So they're they're making more on a stream based on uh, we'll say smaller areas that don't have theaters, right? Than they than they would if you know that theater was open, if or they had to travel to that right. theater. I think what's nice about it too is that it kind of puts everybody on a level playing field, mm-hmm. and I mean that in the sense where it's like, look at us right now with with Godzilla versus Kong, right? Mm. This whole time we are told it's going to be a theater release, theatrical only. But in the states, you get theaters, and it's on HBO Max for no additional cost. Mm-hmm. And I mean that that goes for any Warner Brothers movie where it's like, you know, the states they're only paying a, an HBO Max fee, where here we have to pay the thirty dollars to rent it, which is fine. We get access to it. But I mean, with Premier Access, at least, you know, anybody who wants to watch it worldwide has to pay that. Right. And, and as nice as it would have been for it just to be on the service for free, you know, they also need to make money too, right? right? Mm-hmm. And I know that sounds like, oh, like corporate apologists, but it's like, that's just a business, right? At the end of the day, this is a business for them, right? And this would have been a easy billion dollar film. Right. So I think, I think it just, it's smart. I mean, anybody who wants to watch it in any country, it's going to be that amount of money they have access to it no problem and you could watch it in theaters if you want to yeah so, no one's saying that it's not going to be in theaters no right. and then theaters saying well we're not going to play it because you know you're not giving us you know a better cut of a stuff, better cut right? that's just that's the game we're going to play right, right. now that, it's not the game that, that is just the world we live in right and it, it sucks that theaters have been put in this position but if i was a business like disney this is the right move. Correct. Right. This is the right move. And right. theaters, I don't think theaters are in a spot right now that they could afford to be picky mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. what movies they say yes and no to. Right. Right. Theaters need movies to be playing. They need revenue. So hopefully that gets, uh, hopefully they'll, we'll still have a chance to watch in theaters. Because again, if I get to watch this in theaters, awesome. But the fact that I could watch it at home, even better. Yeah. Right. I can, I'll still watch it at home and watch it at a theater. 100%. You, you're giving me a choice rather than saying, no, you can only watch it in theater. Because, yeah. like, at the end of the day, like, my family, who I usually, like, will usually go opening night or for screeners or whatever, and then I'll take my family to go. But if my family's maybe not in the mood to go to the theater that weekend, I could spend 30 bucks and we could watch it at home. Yeah. So, what do you, you know? What do you, what do you guys have to say to people who, I know a lot of movie theaters in the States, they charge maybe like nine bucks to watch a movie, maybe even less sometimes. Uh, and I've seen a lot of people go, wow, 30 bucks, you know, US, that's so much money. What, what are your thoughts on that? Listen, I mean, I, I tweeted about it this week that I said, you know, I honestly believe that movie tickets are underpriced mm-hmm. for, for, what we're, for what we get. I mean, I, I think back to the days of, luckily, well, not when I was buying movies, but, you know, when movies first started coming out on VHS, they were like 100 bucks. It was crazy. How to, to, to own a movie. Yeah. It's that. And when you think about it, it's like, you know, we, I buy movies for four ninety nine, ten bucks now on iTunes. And it's like, that's mine. Like forever now or like if, or blu-ray or whatever like you own that movie you could watch it at any time and it's such an interesting thing that that's cheap and I, and I get things are all relative to how much you want to pay for it but i mean when you're going to a movie theater and you're paying a certain amount like yes you're paying that because you're going to escape to the movie but you're also paying that to support the theater to support the movie all of that it's just i don't know like 15 bucks 20 bucks to watch a movie i mean if you if you always make time for the things you care about and you always will pay for things that that you see are valuable to you. Mm. Right. So I never, like we went to the movies like 50 times a year mm. before the pandemic. So it's like, I never thought of it as I, when I ever bought a movie ticket, I never, I never went like, Oh, that's expensive. I've I, never done that. You yet. know, it was just, no, this is when I'm paying for something I care about, you know, maybe, maybe we're in the minority for that, but we might be because you know, they're banking on families to visit these theaters to, right. To, to spend that money and i think mm-hmm. it 
some points it could be super expensive for families to oh definitely go to a theater and it might make it worthwhile for them to watch it at home for that matter, sure because they get like six you know seven kids they could pause know, it they can do whatever you want people have but like <laughs> yeah. seven kids six damn. seven eight kids just pop them out future yeah. wife eh yeah. no i don't even want kids oh. damn no but like it's uh it's it's expensive for sure it is, it is. and for for big families you know 30 bucks you get to watch it as many times as you want you could pause it you could come back to it you're not on a timeline i think the way disney's doing rentals is cool where it's mm-hmm. different compared to you know other um like when i look at itunes or apple right. tv when you're renting something you have 48 hours to watch it once you've hit play where disney plus is like no you're keeping this forever still it's just, you get literally like vip access to yeah it. which is nice that premium access yeah and it's yours and yeah. i and i and i dig that because if it was something that disappeared people i think would be a lot less likely to do it but Correct. now that it's yours like you could watch whenever you want with wonder woman 1984 we we spend what 30 bucks to watch it and yeah more like, with taxes yeah yeah and i'm like man it was Nothing against the movie, but that that option of losing out on owning this kind of sucked because that's a lot of money. Yeah, it was just me that watched it, right? right? And, and, that, and, and that's the thing; it's it's a lot of money to rent and not have it after. I know yeah. iTunes does that deal, like we saw that. Yeah, deal we discovered that deal the other day. Where you got like a ten dollar credit, fifteen, I think. Is it fifteen? I think it was fifteen. Not bad. Credit. I mean, not it's bad. Not bad if you. So if you've rented Wonder Woman, essentially, you'll get like a. And if you buy it on iTunes. You get like a fifteen dollar iTunes credit back, which right. I mean, it's pretty cool. I think the movie was twenty four ninety nine, right? Right, which yeah. is not bad. Not bad, but if it's also like, like yeah, if you like that film, yeah. but it's also more expensive than just buying it or having it on HBO Max, right? Now, obviously, this date switch around really has caused a lot of shift in uh, movies for Disney as well. So, Marvel's Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings is now going to be opening September third. This moves back from its previous date of July 9th. Man, I'm really hoping we get a trailer soon because if this is a July 9th release, this and Eternals, like I've seen nothing yet. It's crazy that we're supposed to have Eternals before uh, Shang-Chi. Yeah. Right? And now we have to be getting a trailer soon. We have to be. Right? Um, oh, also uh, Luca is going to be on Disney Plus, no additional cost. Right? I heard that, yeah. No, no, but that's what I'm saying. Like we didn't, we didn't talk about oh, it. Oh, yeah yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's that's awesome. That's nice. Like, that's, a, nice. that's a nice trade-off, right? Like, yeah. For the Italians. One, you, <laughs> you don't have to pay for it. Yeah. You know? Anthony's excited about that one the most? Yeah, yeah. Luca looks great. Looks, look, look, does look great. Yeah, I think, I think in the long run, this is what Disney will do. They're not going to go back from this. Once they're in, they're in. As every a, single a, movie. Every single movie as a, strategically, it makes sense for them to do this. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to either continue doing it day and date, yeah, or they may introduce okay after after two weeks. Yeah, premiere access is there. Yeah. Wouldn't be surprised either. No, way. yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I think they'll just do day and date. Yeah, I, I think that's definitely a possibility. Yeah, just because. Why not? At the, they at have a hundred million subscribers. If they're if they're if they're way, obviously there's a lot smarter people at Disney right now that are calculating all the numbers. If they're working it out, they're like, yeah, you know what? By having this many people rent it, we're actually coming out on top than having a cut in the theater. So like, which is less than what? Which I think Disney will always want to have the big screen experience, of course. Yeah, but but I, it, I think they're going to be more selective of. There, I don't think they're going to be have as much of a bias. Like if they yeah. had Avengers Endgame coming out this year. I don't know if they would do premiere access. I don't know. You, you have, I don't know. But I honestly business, don't know. Would it make sense to have it on both? It does. It just automatically it does because I don't have to cut the theater in right. anymore. And that's a huge chunk because sure. the theater takes more ch- more money than the studio does. Correct? 
I don't. I don't I think. Believe, so. I, don't, I think there's a big chunk that the theater. There's definitely a big chunk, big and chunk, yeah. whatever that chunk is, Disney could be like, yeah, maybe we don't have to share that big chunk anymore. Yeah. That big chunk's our big chunk. And I don't really. I well, know, like, I like they, they'll like I, companies will say yes, or these studios will say yes. We want to be on big picture, big screen, big sound, all that. But they need to make more money. And, it's a business, and it's yeah. just money. So if they're making more money on smaller screens, because they have abundancy of screens, sure. It may work out more, it, better it, for them, it right? It works out. And even me, if I own Disney, I would do that. I'm like, sorry, theater goers. Yeah. You're still going to watch it. You, you have the, the option still. You have the option. Still have the option. Yeah. I'm not taking away from you. But and, and realistically, too, like if we were to go see like Black Widow opening night in theaters, we'd probably see it the day before, as it usually happens with movies opening. We'd see the Thursday night. Correct. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Right? Yes. And then it wouldn't be added to Disney Plus until midnight. Pacific Standard Time, so we'd still to be people who see it in the theaters would still technically be seeing it. Still have first. a bit more premiere access, right? right? So they may they may do things like that, like oh, you could go see it in the theater starting Wednesday, and then but premiere access, access Friday. Yeah, no, so that's definitely they're, they're okay. probably looking at all of those options, right? And of course, we have the 20th Century Fox deal, so we have movies like Ryan Reynolds' Free Guy that's going to be hitting three months later now, Jeez. August 13th. Uh, the King's Man, man, this movie's been. Eight Push. different release dates. Crazy. This is like the new... Well, actually, not even the new. I think this is worse than... Bond. New Mutants. New Mutants, yeah. Right? It's up there with New Mutants. Yeah. yeah. It's just moved back four months down to December 22nd. I don't think it's going to stick that date either. I don't think so either. I think it's going to change. Adrian Lin's Deep Water moves to January 14th, 2022. And Kenneth Branagh's Death on the Nile is moving back five months to February 11th. Also an interesting film because it is marketed as an Army Hammer movie. So... Right. Ooh. Right, but it, it's interesting. Is the death on Nile him eating somebody? Oh God, damn. Um, I'm curious though with these Fox movies, like why they probably have agreements in play that they can't put it to streaming, similar to like the X Men deal, yeah, where it was like, yeah, like it has to go to HBO Max or HBO. We have a deal with them. I don't know. Yeah. Um, because like Free Guy and King's Men, I think Disney would be like 100 percent just put it on the put it on the service. Just put it on, yeah, not even Premiere Access. Yeah, I don't think they would even do that. I think it would be straight up just release. Yeah, so I'm surprised that we haven't heard anything, but there's probably pre-existing deals in place, which sucks. Um, also with Premiere Access as well, I believe that they have to charge something because of the way con- the contracts work with actors. Yeah, where yeah. something like Pixar, they don't really have those type of deals with the actors with with the voice actors, so. That's probably why um, yeah. they'll have to charge for premiere access. Yeah, why some things go premiere, sometimes they don't. Yeah. Next story? Yes. Is P.S. Brosnan is coming back as 007. <laughs> and that's a lie. He's not coming back as 007. He's been cast as Dr. Fate, which sounds like a 007 villain, in Dwayne Johnson's Black Adam. Now, this is coming from Elise Schaefer of Variety. Damn, you okay? <laughs> yeah, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just looking at you reading this, man. You're, you're I'm just watching you're right. in my soul right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm Dr. Fading you right Dr. now. Dr. Fading me. Uh, Pierce Brosnan is taking on his first role as a superhero. The actor has been cast as Dr. Fate in DC and New Line's Black Adam alongside Dwayne Johnson, who is playing the titular role. Dr. Fate, also known as Kent Nelson, is a founding member of the Justice Society who gains superhero through putting on the magical helmet of fate. The casting of Bronson, uh, Brosnan uh, completes the lineup for the Justice Society of America, with Aldous Hodge playing Hawkman, Noah Centino playing Adam Smasher, and Quintessa Swindle taking on Cyclone. Black Adam is directed by Jean Collet Serra, who also directed Johnson in Disney's 
Jungle Cruise. Or as it's also known as Jungle <laughs> that's, a, that's another movie that we don't even know oh, when it's Yeah, good. I totally forgot about Jungle Cruise. Yeah, Jungle Cruise never came out. What's going on with that? They didn't, they didn't say anything. Does, They've been quiet it, on Jungle Cruise. Is it on Cruise. their uh, release schedule? I'll take a look. I, it probably is. That was yeah, supposed to come out last March. Take a look into it. Bro. Was it last March? While, while, or, or, sorry, last, last summer. Last, last summer. summer right? May or March, yeah. While Daniel looks at it. It still says July 30th. Oh, this year? So, <laughs> we'll see. Well, oh, you know what it is? We'll probably get news of it closer to the time, right? Yeah. Disney's probably like, if we could keep it there, cool. If yeah. not, then we'll move this it. This is also in that area of uh, Black Widow where they're hoping they've, they've got enough vaccines out there. Right, right. Because... I guess U.S. is the only market they really care about. Right. It was supposed to come out for October 11th, 2019, before being moved to July 24th, 2020, and now it is scheduled for July uh, 30th, 2021. Yeah. Anthony, what are your thoughts on Mr. Brosnan? I like Pierce. Why not? Let's put him in a costume. I think he's a great actor. Um, I'm interested to see how Dr. Fate is portrayed on screen, what his tie-in with, you know, Black Adam is. Because he does come from the original, original DC universe, mm-hmm. you know that that Justice Society where yeah. it was the Flash was Jay Garrick and and there was another type of Green Lantern. So I kind of like that the old age superhero story um, before Superman and before Wonder Woman. So yeah, I'm interested interested to see if where they go with it and if it ties into um, the Flash. Maybe. Who knows? I have a feeling it won't. <laughs> <laughs> is, uh, is Black Adam New Line? Uh, yeah, it probably would be. It's interesting because the director of Shazam, of course, Shazam and, and Black Adam, David. famous um, yeah. for like fighting against one another, um, David Sandberg said, like, yeah, he doesn't really know what's going on with Black Adam, which is strange to me because he directed Shazam and is directing Shazam too, and you would hope that these characters would be fighting one another eventually, but... It is New Line, yes. Um, I also can't picture Zachary Levi going up against Dwayne Johnson. You know, as Shazam and... Well, they'll eventually have to. The, you would think. I, you would think. But I also don't think Warner Brothers is thinking that far out, unfortunately. But I'm, I'm, I'm here for Pierce Brosnan as Dr. Fate. Dr. Fate's an awesome character. Um, you know, it was, it was, I think it helps called like Naboo or something like that. And um, it's cool. I mean, I wonder how much we'll see him with the helmet off. It's just, it's just strange to me because it's like it'll definitely be like either like a stunt double working oh, yeah. the whole time and then he'll have one scene where he takes the helmet off and like oh it's Pierce Brosnan oh, Pierce. or he'll just be voicing him but... I mean, I'm hearing his voice right now and I'm like man Pierce Brosnan's got that voice that's just it's just very distinct yeah and Dr. Fate is also like an asshole as well yeah. so I think Pierce could like pull that off yeah like a smug yeah it's, it's cool I mean it's nice to know that this movie is actually happening but again it's like where does this fit in the whole DC world I don't know who knows is this part of the the Snyderverse? Is this part of uh, where where is this landing? No, it's you not know? landing anywhere. Why does why does New Line have Black Adam? Um, I don't know. It's usually for them, from what I understand, they're able to give it less of a budget that way. New Line films usually have less because of a budget. It's, that's their their independent. Yeah, not, like they're, they're they're lower budget big films. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, because like Shazam was New Line. Mm-hmm. Um, like New Line, you'll usually see like Warner Brothers and New Line because like Warner Brothers owns, or I guess AT and T, I guess owns yes, New Time Line. Warner, right? Yeah, so it's very strange. Yeah, because like, even Shazam didn't have like the DC opening and stuff, right? No, yeah. but uh, I remember David Sandberg said that he just forgot, which is also. But weird. I mean, like, did he did forget he though? though? Like, yeah, <laughs> that's like, a weird thing to forget. Like, it's like there wasn't one guy like, hey, what about 
that that opening in the beginning. He's like, yeah, well, d- remind me, you know, remind the, me. The DC one, the one that represents everything we're talking yeah, about. The, the character that is this He's, is coming from. Shazam. Yeah. It's strange. What, what I find strange is because... Doctor Strange. <laughs> Doctor Strange, yes. Um, Dwayne is such a... Like he brings in money, so right. why go? Why go why new, go new line? line with him? Yeah. yeah, why go new line? Why did he? Why did he even choose new? Like, why did he not push for this to be a bigger movie for himself? Because he he's he's pretty like outgoing in that sense that like he wants. He to has have, a lot of he has his hand in the the, the pot yeah, lot, and he has his fan base. Um, and he does look like Black Adam. Yeah, it, it's it it just doesn't make sense financially for Warner Brothers not to give him a bigger budget just based on the success of his previous movies as well as Shazam being I, I, I a feel huge like, movie on its own. I feel like Black Adam's still going to have like a pretty substantial budget. Um but I don't I don't know why they some films go there some like Mortal Kombat's also going to be new line. Mm-hmm. You know, usually their horror movies are all new line as well too. But it would it's make sense strange. with Mortal Kombat, you know? Not with a Oh like yeah, Dwayne Mortal Kombat Johnson. the first one was also a new line as well. Film yeah, the OGs. So it could it just could be like a could licensing too. Yeah, you know, like it, it could be how the the licensing of the I character I was. I wonder why Shazam. It's I don't know. They own, very they, Warner Brothers owns. They bought them like I think Shazam. Was but Shazam, bought but Shazam from, may have different rights to it, right? Like they may have a, a deal where it still has to be released under New Line. Where I mean, like I, I think of um, Marvel. Disney bought Marvel in two thousand and nine, I believe, and you know you look at. Uh, Iron Man 2 still has the Paramount banner on it. Yep. Iron Man 3 still has the Paramount banner, and that's 2013. Avengers still has the Paramount banner on it. Yeah. Um, I think they may have, like, these... There could be these rules these in place that they have to do it, right? Place, yeah. Just like how we spoke about, like, New Mutants had to go to... If it goes to streaming, it goes to HBO. Yeah. So it could be, like, these little deals that they arrange. I don't know. I yeah. could just be talking out of my butt. Yeah. You could be talking out of butt. I mean, this is cool, yeah. I like, I like Pierce Brosnan. I like... Uh... You know, I, I like seeing him back in big films because he's yeah. been doing some weird ones lately. So yes, so please, yeah, let, let's bring him back into the into the limelight. Be cool. It'll be cool to see this character. Yeah, hopefully I, he looks cool. Yeah, and I think um, The Rock or Dwayne Johnson, he he showed a, a little bit of the script on his uh, Instagram feed. The other yeah, day. that he was really at. interesting. <laughs> like oh, you're just letting us all. <laughs> I hope again. I hope it's. I, I think Doctor Fate is again. It's one of those things where it's like, it just looks like now DC's copying. Marvel, because like Doctor Strange, Doctor Fate, like very similar looking characters, how they look with like with magic and everything too. So the juxtaposition on that, you know, like DC created this character before Doctor Strange, and now, you know, at that time I, Marvel was copying DC, but now in the cinematic yeah. universe, it's the on other way film around. and television, it's right. the other way around. Just yeah. like um, who am I thinking about? Deadpool, right? Like Deathstroke oh, yeah. came first, Wade Wilson. And then Deadpool came Wade Wilson as like a parody to yeah. Deathstroke. Yeah. And now Deadpool is... you said dead so many times, I don't even know I'm what dead. you're saying anymore. I'm dead. <laughs> Next story we got here, guys, is Sony and PlayStation Productions are developing a Ghost of Tsushima movie with John Wick's Chad Stileski directing. This is coming from Justin Kroll of Deadline. Sony Pictures and PlayStation Productions are developing a film adaptation of the hugely successful action-adventure game Ghost of Tsushima, with Chad Stileski attached to direct. The game recently crossed a massive milestone of selling over 6.5 million copies since its July 2020 debut. 
The game is developed by Sucker Punch Productions and published by Sony Interactive Entertainment and centers around a samurai warrior named Jin Sakai, the last surviving member of his clan who must set aside the traditions that have shaped him as a warrior. You ready? No, I'm, just, I'm just laughing. I'm so sorry because when I was typing in Dr. Fate... <laughs> When I was typing in, sorry, I was looking up to see when Doctor yeah, Fate yeah. was published. It was 1940, and then when I was typing in Doctor Strange, I actually put an S. So it was like Senor Strange, and I was just like laughing at it. My Senor Strange, Senor Strange. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm sorry. Back to the story. The Jin Sakai, the last surviving member of his clan, who must set aside the traditions that have shaped him as a warrior to wage an unconventional war for the freedom of Tsushima. Ghost of Tsushima is PlayStation 4's fast-selling title, first-party original IP debut, and selling more than 2.4 million units worldwide in its first three days. The game was one of the top nominees of the Game Awards 2020 with several nominations, including Game of the Year, Best Game Direction, Best Narrative, and Best Performer for Daisuke Suji. Sucker Punch Productions will serve as executive producers, and Peter King is overseeing the project on behalf of the studio. Daniel, what are your thoughts? I love it. Obviously, like we all loved Ghost of Tsushima last year. We all platinum the game. We all have like a hundred hours in that game. It's absolutely phenomenal. And I think about going back and replaying it all the time because it was just so damn good. Um, I love this, and I love that Sony's in a spot right now where we're like, yeah, you know what? Let's start making movies off of these IPs. And yes, granted, Ghost of Tsushima is a newer IP, but it doesn't mean it's any less worth having a movie made after Correct. it, right? So 6.5 million people bought it, and not only that, over 50% of people have completed it. Yeah, it's which one is of the amazing. Best completion rates. So like that, for an open world game, that's like nearly unheard of, and I think this is awesome. And you know, to have like a director coming in who is like John Wick, known for like stunts and stuff like that, um, this could be really cool. Yeah. And uh, you know, obviously, I wish Uncharted was in the same vein where you know Sucker Punch is involved for Ghost and Naughty Dog is involved for Last of Us and HBO. I wish Uncharted was also kind of looked after that way too. I thought uh, Neil was somewhat involved. Neil gave like a thumbs up. Yeah. But they're not as involved making it as because Uncharted has been in development for like 10 years, right? Yeah. That's also Dude, true. Mark Wahlberg went from playing Nate to playing Sully. Yeah. That's how long that's this true. movie was that's in development true, for. Yeah. Um, so it's like, I wish, I wish that this was being made with the same kind of like attention, like attention and like studio backing it. Mm. But again, I'm just happy that this is happening. This is yeah. awesome. This is really cool. Anthony. Yeah. Um, super excited. Um, <laughs> Man, a few words like Jin Sakai. Like, my my biggest problem is not a problem. It's just it, it's hard for me to really be excited for a movie that's already a movie. You know what I'm saying? Oh, 100%. Right. It's for sure. a game for sure. that uh, sometimes I look at it and, and I think, man there's you can't make this movie you can't make this into a movie because it is a movie it's a cinematic yeah. masterpiece so much of it comes from playing it and seeing yeah. the cinematography and the camera angles and all that right and just the story and and the hours of story that's involved and i just kind of think how are they gonna put that in a two-hour screen um and just the budget but I, I i'm always down for video game movies i don't i never i've never found a movie better than the game itself no um, because the, I find that you know, games are the evolution of movies in a sense. Definitely, they, yeah. they're getting better every year with the storylines that they tell. Um, but yeah, I, I hope that they do it justice and they do every, the cast right and the director right and just I'm just thinking about that whole game and the whole the sequences and the beauty of it. Just, there's three acts that game. Yeah, they're so wild. Like they're so big. How are you gonna? 
exactly you said put that into two hours yeah it's it it's pretty ambitious for them but why not let's do it let's make some money i'm looking at a list uh this is from game rant of movie games that are better than the movie they're based on and it's an interesting list because X-Men Origins Wolverine is on there, which I 100% agree with. Awesome game. Oh, yeah. Much better than the movie. So much better. Um, Scarface, The World is Yours? I don't think so. You uh, think that the game is better than the, the movie? movie? Yeah. The Warriors? Uh, I mean, sure. But these are like... Ratchet and Clank, the 2016 one, yes. Yes. For sure, because the game was great. Um, Toy Story 3? Are you fucking kidding me? Get the fuck out of here with this list. Who wrote this list? I don't know. Peter Jackson's King Kong? I mean, sure. Yeah, but these are also not like... Games based on no, these are games based on movies, not yeah, movies based on yeah, games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it's, it's it's interesting that that's there. I mean, yes, like like you guys said, like video game movies have never been good. Really, like I can't think of one that stood out to me. Like I think the only one that I somewhat found a little bit of enjoyment was Tomb Raider with uh, Alicia Vikander. Um, and then I remember when we went to go see shortly after or shortly before it was uh, Assassin's Creed with Michael Fassbender. And that whole movie took place in present day. And I was like, why the awful. fuck would you do this? Awful. awful, awful it makes movie. absolutely no sense. It makes absolutely zero sense the decisions they make sometimes. So the reason why I'm excited about these Sony and PlayStation production films is it feels like this is them trying to take it seriously by involving these creators. Again, mm. I don't think, again, Uncharted is a part of that. But everything they've announced after, like The Last of Us TV show, uh, Ghost of Tsushima, and there's a few more I think that were, that were coming out. Um I'm very curious, and I'm I'm very I'm very excited. Damn, Assassin's Creed movie was 2016, eh? Mm-hmm. And then Mar- Tomb Raider was March 2018. Oh, I was two so years. So it was like, eh? like almost two. It years feels later. it felt very close though. They do, yeah. Um, Mortal Kombat's coming up. Yeah, it hopefully looks it's great. good. Hopefully it's great. Looks great. Hopefully it's great. New line as well. New line. More brothers. All right, guys. Next story here we got is Comic-Con plans in-person convention on Thanksgiving weekend 2021. This is coming from Meredith Warner of Variety. San Diego Comic-Con is returning in 2021 as a special edition gathering. Despite recent news that the massive (laughs) pop culture convention would be going virtual in July, plans for the fall gathering have moved forward. Comic-Con International has announced their plans to hold on an in-person convention in 2021. The three-day event titled Comic-Con Special Edition will take place over Thanksgiving weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, November 26th to the 28th at the San Diego Convention Center. It is our hope that by fall, conditions will permit larger public gatherings, the announcement said. Comic-Con Special Edition will be the first in-person convention produced by the organization since Comic-Con 2019, and the first since the onset of the global pandemic COVID-19. The fall event will allow the organization to highlight all the great elements that make Comic-Con such a popular event each year, as well as generate much-needed revenue not only for the organization, but also for local businesses and the community. Anthony, what are your thoughts on Comic-Con going Thanksgiving? Uh, I, from what I've been hearing, a lot of people don't like it because it is happening during a huge... It's a huge American holiday. A huge American holiday, a lot of travel, a lot of families are going to be reuniting, I guess, for the first time in a while by that time. Um, and it doesn't, it doesn't make sense for them to... to put it on at that time um it didn't when i when i read in we talked about it in our chat it just didn't seem right to fit Mm -hmm. it in a a holiday uh during a holiday period and truthfully they could be done a lot sooner than that 
maybe in October before before the Christmas or Thanksgiving week. But then again, I keep thinking like, what are they going to show during this this Comic Con? Who's going to be there? Who like what is this the you know the death of Comic Con? I kind of think it is in a sense. Just as a it's, it's as aiming, a, it's going towards that. Yeah, just as an individual business, I would rather have my own content release during a web stream or maybe my own live conference yeah. than have this idea of an event where everyone goes and you know buys tickets to see Screet like these right these um, series that might be coming out. I don't know. It just it's an old way of thinking compared to what we've seen last year mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and how it was so open for us. Yeah. Especially with uh, DC fandom. Yeah. Daniel, what about you? Uh, yeah. I think it's a very strange decision, uh, decision in all honesty with uh, one, you know, the pandemic, the pandemic is still going to be happening. So whatever space that they're going to be in, they're obviously going to going to have the amount of people that they would normally have. Right. Um, you're also dealing with vendors and all these shops and all of these things that usually take time off for Thanksgiving to be with family and now they're going to be like okay let's now ship off all of our stuff from our store or whatever shop we're doing to be at comic-con and again it's during a pandemic still during thanksgiving weekend which is like the busiest weekend for travel i just think this is such a a dumb decision mm. by by comic-con to do this um and i'm just i'm just really curious to why the reasoning was for this weekend because even if it was a week before i would say like yeah you know what they're trying to do an in-person event. Let's see if it sticks. But like to do it on this weekend, it's so specific. It's so specific. It's very strange. And like, are you banking on people having time off? Because like, people having time off are probably like Anthony said, wanting to reunite with their family that they haven't been able to hang out with. Yeah. Right? It's just a very, it's a very, very weird decision to me. And I think it's just very, it's just not uh, thought out properly. I think the risk for it is also pretty big too. I mean, in the sense of, I mean, again, I don't know how. Things in the United States are kind of going right now with people reacting to to these events, but maybe by then people will be itching so hard to go to Comic Con that they won't care about Thanksgiving. But I also doubt that because they love Thanksgiving, right? Year. But also, like what Anthony was saying, what's going to be there? That's you know, this. DC what fandom is, is probably going to be a thing this year. Hopefully, Disney Marvel's already released all of their big shows that are going to be coming out. Yeah. If they show something, it's going to be at a Disney event, like a Disney Investor Day again in December. Which is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Which was amazing. Like, well, I'm like, why wasn't this live streamed everywhere? Because that was such a great event. Yeah. You know, hopefully they do it this year. But it's just strange to me. Like, what's going to be there? Just random shows? Comic-Con was a major failure last year during mm-hmm. the summer. And they're still doing the summer event. Mm-hmm. So it's like, is this event just going to be stuff to buy stuff? Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, it's just a very strange um decision to do this and why not just wait till the spring or wait or wait till you could do it properly the year following or do it another week that's not friggin' thanksgiving weekend yeah and as a vendor like is it worth the risk of you know packing up all your stuff going to this comic-con event to hopefully you know make some money because i know a lot of vendors look forward to comic-con to make their ass load of money during that time period but is it worth the risk of doing all that with covid and also Getting the chance to not be with your family during right. Thanksgiving. It, it's, it's just so many red flags. It's just it's just such a strange decision. It's, a very uh, weird decision. It's your family or Comic Con. Right. And, and I don't think, you know, Comic Con's gonna win that yeah. battle. And and I don't buy the argument either that like, you know, people's like, Yeah, you know what, people always miss out on like family stuff because of Comic Con and different events. I'm like, sure. But Comic Con's specifically is always sometime in July. Mm-hmm. And it's like that's a that's a summer time, event. That's a summer event. 
having it in November again and on the busiest freaking time to travel in the states. That's just a bonehead decision to me. Mm-hmm. Very, very. It's the de- I'm telling you, it's the death of Comic Con. There's, there's no need for it anymore, and I, it's sad, but it is true because you know things have changed. It really feels like a nail in the coffin so yeah. far. What do you go to Comic Con for? Comic books? What to see? New Actors art? Yeah, because because like, even what? now it's like all the panels and stuff. Like we're in an age, just like you guys are saying, like we having these events are such hype moments now that they make their own media events for it. You and, know, like, and here's the thing, Marvel and DC are so big that even if they wanted to do a Comic-Con event style in person, they'd be able to gain that for traction. For sure, 100%. They're that big. If there was a DC fandom event in person this year, I think you'd have a lot of people showing up. Yep. If Marvel decided, like, they, so the last Marvel event that was, um, obviously they were at Comic-Con a couple of years ago, then they had their D23, but I remember Marvel put on a specific event in 2014, and they invited people to watch, they invited press, and they invited fans to go. It was a free event. That's the event where they announced Captain America Civil War, Black Panther, Infinity War, Part 1 and Part 2, mm-hmm. um, uh, Captain Marvel, like uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. They announced all these major films that were coming out for five years from now. And people loved that. That was such a big moment. And I think people like owning the moment instead of struggling and fighting with a bunch of do- other million news events happening at the Correct. same time, right? Correct. Especially in that same entertainment umbrella mm. this argument could also apply to e3 it's yes, yes. Same, for sure same scenario and i feel like it's already been going that way with yep. playstation pretty much now focusing on their own events nintendo really also not having much of a footprint there either no i mean nintendo is at e3 but, but not but they have their E3. own they don't like they'll have presence there with stuff that you could play yeah but they've been doing nintendo direct since 2014 yeah. they have a, they don't do live really shows the only one they have there is microsoft right yeah all right Let's go to some quick updates. We have a sound for quick updates. Quick, quick, quick. Oh. <laughs> Is that it? That's, that's so far. Quick, that, quick, quick. Quick, quick, quick. Uh, Bo Burnham to play Larry Bird and Jason Siegel to play Paul. Did you say Lady Bird? No, Larry Bird. Okay. Larry Bird. Yeah, Lady Bird. He's, he, Bo Burnham is playing Lady Bird in the remake for Lady Bird. And, uh, Bo Burnham is going to be playing Larry Bird and Jason Siegel will be playing Paul. Uh, what's his name? Westhead. Paul Westhead. Sorry. The uh, notification blocked my screen. Uh, in HBO's 1980s LA Lakers series. This has got a stack cast. There's a lot more out there. So please go and check out uh, HBO and Variety for all that information. Uh, Keanu Reeves will be starring and producing in Berserker, which is a live action <laughs> film and anime series for Netflix. That's how you got to say it. Come on. It's, it's, a great, it's a great comic book series. Berserker. I read the first issue. Really enjoying it. Wicked. We got some trailers. 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 That was great. That was great. Guys, we got the trailer for Stowaway, which is a Prime Canon Netflix States uh, series. Them, which is on Prime Video. The Nevas, which is on HBO Max. Uh, Suicide Squad and the United States of Al. Let's talk about the Suicide Squad first. Yes. Let's start with the start with the positive. This trailer is fucking awesome. Fucking awesome. Really cool. I mean, this is this is James Gunn through and through. Um, he's unhinged. He, this is again. Thank you to all those piece of shit fans, not fans, piece of shit people who tried to get him fired from Marvel. Yeah. Because they got him this movie, and then he's still giving us Guardians of the Galaxy exactly. Volume Three. So thank you for that. Um, looks great. Honestly, this looks so much cooler than the 2016 Suicide Squad that felt like like a Hot Topic type movie. No offense to Hot Topic, but like... It no, just, offense, no offense to David Ayer. I think no offense to David a, Ayer, too. 
I think he had an idea, and I think Warner Brothers really kind of got in his way. Sure. And, I, and, and here's the thing. I'd love to see the air cut one day, you know? Would love to see what it could have been. But I don't think it would have been much different from what we got. It just I'll takes place in... In uh, California, yeah, South Central LA. South Central now. LA. Yeah, it's it's mostly focused on the the flame guy. What was his name? Yeah, El um, Explodo. El Explodo. <laughs> El Diablo. El Diablo. Was it Diablo? Yeah, it was Diablo. Yeah, you're right. You were very close. You were very close. You were far off. Damn it. Uh, no, but it looks great. I mean, uh, it, you know, Idris Elba, Margot Robbie. You have a stack cast. Joel Kinnaman. Uh, I John love the Cena. John Cena. I love the character posters that they came out for it. Yes. That literally the tagline for this movie is. Don't get too attached. Yeah. And it literally looks exactly like the 70s comic book covers. Um, and James Good said he was inspired. I'm blanking on the name of the writer right now, but from his, co- from his run, it looks exactly like it's coming from that. Yeah. And you love to see that. Yeah. That's really cool. It's, it looks like the most inspired comic book movie we've seen. Right? Mm-hmm. It looks like fun. It looks like fun. I like Star. I like the King Shark. That's the, the only. That's a, the one thing I really liked about this trailer like was King Shark Stallone? and Stallone and, and not, finding not. else. Uh, Sil- Sylvester Stallone is voicing King yeah, Shark, yeah. but uh, he looked really good, like animation wise and just CG wise. It looked really good. That's funny. James Gunn said that he wanted him to have like a dad bod instead of having like the the hammerhead shark with his eyes. So it, it's cool. It, it just looks. It just looks fun. Yeah, it looks like a lot of fun, and it's rated R. Like they're going. They're going for it, and. It's going to be James Gunn and his most James Gunn, and yeah. I'm here for it. Yeah, I'm excited for that, too. Uh, and we got and the one I want to talk about is the United States of Al. Please. This is a CBS all-access show from Chuck Lorre. And honestly, I had never been more offended, I think, watching a commercial. And I'm literally n- not offended at all. I, I'm so easily not offended. I don't give a shit about most things and that, that, that would come on TV. And, and, um, but when I watched this it's a show about a American soldier who comes home and then his, uh, I guess, trans- yeah, interpreter yeah. translator from Afghanistan comes to go live with him. And the portrayal of this Muslim Afghanistan, uh, Afghani character was just so offensive. I, I didn't. I, I, I tried to not be offended by it. I tried to keep going like, no, it's just a show. They, they don't mean it. Just move on. But man, it is awful. The actors are awful. The comedy is painful to look at. Um, they make jokes about you know him not being able to drink beer because he's Muslim, and then he's such a fish out of water. But he's got this like weird Swedish accent instead of an Afghani one. But obviously. Because it's an American audience, they can't do an Afghani accent because then probably they'll be like, oh, who that Afghani Muslim on that television right there? So I just, I was, I was just so blown away by, by the, by the content of this television show, by the fact that it's actually coming out. And I, and I pray that it gets canceled. I, I pray that no one gets to watch this because, and fuck everybody that made this show, because honestly, this is, it's ridiculous to see it. Because, wow, how could you make something like this? It looks so bad. It looks like more of an insult to comedy than it does to my people. I'm not, I'm not even Afghani, but as a Muslim. And also, like, why? Why, why do this show? What is it about? Like, the jokes that he's cracking, it, it, it gave me this, like, like he's, they portray him more as an alien than they do as a human. This character doesn't come off as a person to me. He comes off like Alf. And it's such a weird decision that they did that. And... Man, fuck Chuck Lore. I don't think you should be making television shows anymore because, my God, this is horrendous to look at. And I'm sorry that this was so offensive and I, and I was so angry, but I, I don't think I've ever been this passionate about something that I've seen before. When this trailer came out, I asked you, I'm like, do you want to have like a 
yeah. just go off on yeah. him. I'm glad you did. Um, I think exa- for all the reasons you said, you know, when I watched this trailer, this looks like the type of show that would be dated in like 2007. Easy. And it would be one of those shows that um, would like, it'd be one of those random shows that you would watch a YouTube video about one day. Like, hey, remember 2007, there was two episodes that were green, like two episodes and it was canceled after its third episode or yeah. something like that. You'd watch something like doing like a, like, oh, let's look back at the failure that was the yeah. United States of Al. And it's weird that I'm like, shit, what, like, what year is it? It's 2021 the show's coming out. And, you know, this is what Chuck Lorre is doing again. Granted, whether you liked um, Two and a Half Men or Big Bang Theory, those shows were very much defining for sitcoms in the 2000s. Exactly. They were very successful shows. And you see this, um, and you're just like, what the fuck is this? And it's just like, for all, for all the reasons you said in Morshe, it's like, like what, what are these jokes? These are literally like early 2000s, like, oh, he's homophobic because he's kissing him on two cheeks. Yeah. Like, why? Dean Norris, what are you doing, man? Yeah. You got Breaking Bad money, man. Why are you, why are you doing this show? Yeah, the, the homophobia, too. Uh, sorry, I, I totally forgot to mention that part. But you know? Yes, there's it's that, like, oh, too. What, what are you doing? It's just, it just it's such a strange, like, um, you know, we've spoken before about, like, um, how, you know, like, how we see a lot of, there could be a lot of content from the States. And obviously, like, Canada, we're, we're, we're I love being in Canada. We're very proud of our country. But we're also not, like, um, there's I, sometimes I think the stereotype with the states is that it's super patriotic, stuff, stuff they like that. They right? their military, right? And I think this is a show that that kind of does that, and it's just it's just very it's it just made me a little uncomfortable watching, mm-hmm. and that's just me as like you know as a as a, like a, a white dude watching this, you know, like even white as like dude. you know my parents <laughs> are you know like like our like Anthony like and our our parents were immigrants to this country, we're first generation here, um, and it made us uncomfortable. Um, and it's just, I'm just really curious to see if the show, how it's recepted, mm-hmm. um, moving forward. Cause it doesn't look good. Yeah. The show is made for a specific audience. Clearly it's yeah. made for white people. And if no one wants to say it, I'll say it. It is. It's, it's it literally is. made, made for white people. Yeah. To have like, just oh, like, like, let's have one. Uh, it's okay. Like, yeah, we have a guy, a brown friend. Yeah. Gonna, <laughs> you know, like, like it was super weird watching it. I know. I think I remember Shay posting it on Twitter and me watching. I'm like, who the who the fuck is watching this? Yeah, like, it's so poorly made. Yeah, it's so it's not funny. And then again, I'm not a fan of Two and a Half Men. Yeah, or Big Bang Theory. Big Bang Theory because I just I don't think they were great shows. Even though right. they they might have been great shows in certain of certain niche audiences' eyes. Right. Um. Maybe they had funny content. I just never right. But they were they were pop. They were popular. They shows were popular, in the States, right? But I think they were popular because white people watched it, right? Um, and I think this is where they're trying to kind of get that trend, continue that that narrative. It's it's shocking to me that this is coming out, and yeah. you know, I'm like, wow. And then hearing you, Shay, talk about it, how offended you were about it, it pisses me off even more because oh, I'm like, you. I feel bad that. That's how you feel, because you know you sh- when a show affects someone like that, that's super, super mm-hmm. like it's it's uncomprehensible on on what it can do to someone, and mm-hmm. I feel bad that you know you had to watch it and feel that way. I think I I may watch the pilot just to just to you know put it to the grave that I wanted to. Yeah, um, <laughs> you're gonna hate watching it. Eh? Yeah, just to well, you know what I'll try my best to obviously watch it with with an open mind. Um. But I just, I mean, this, this actor here, Adir Kalyan, the guy who plays Al, 
I, I, I think back to, I remember um, there was an article, and I'm, I'm probably going to butcher it, but Riz Ahmed talked about how he didn't want to be cast anymore as the typical brown man or, or, the, or the stereotypical terrorist or et cetera, et cetera, and not use his color to his identity. And, and, I, and, I, and I appreciated that because, yes, whenever you watch movies and TV shows and you always see that the brown character, they're always just like, they've always got some either some really far out weird name or like the most white name imaginable. And yeah. it, Rami Malik said that too. Rami, Rami Malik also said that too. Rami was like, he's like, he doesn't want to play any more characters that are. Which is good like considered like either just like terrorists or things like that too i mean there's a lot of there's a lot of i uh was it naomi harris i believe too yeah who who said who has gone on record saying like she didn't want to play a character like that in like moonlight yeah Mm -hmm. and then she she did it because she 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 understood the script but like she didn't want to play these like almost like destructive characters correct yeah that 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 harm the image that we already kind of have and you know I don't know why this guy did it. He's been in a lot of stuff. I've seen him so many times. Up in the Air, Paul Blard, Ethan Revolt. He's been in a bunch of movies. And fuck you too. Like, why would you? Pick, <laughs> why would you pick this acting role? Like, why? I, I'm sorry. I know times are tough, but you have to realize the image that you're trying to give. And again, I will watch the first episode to see if the trailer is painted one way and the show is painted another to pass my judgment. Um, what's but the, I doubt it. What's the word? Sometimes what's the word that we give? The, it's um. Oh, I gotta think of a. I can't think of the word. What's it to describe though? When you're trying to pat yourself on the back, in a, uh, I'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah. But uh, that's how it's coming across. It's like you know, white people just try. Oh yeah, we have. A- Look, we're doing a show about this character. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, humble brag. Is it humble yeah, brag? It's kind yeah, of it's like almost like brag. look how progressive yeah. we are. Yeah, you yeah. Know? But you're still. It's super wrong. Yeah, it's it's made and like every character in the show seems super racist, by the way, and they don't really seem like the kind of people that would have an Afghani person living in their house. The the, the jokes that they're making, like I I didn't see any culture in this show other than the American culture that we see portrayed so often. Yeah, it's just it's just it's just furthering the stereotype of like, oh, look at these. Like it's just almost just like oh, it's like this show's trying to be like, yeah, look, they're not so different from us after all. Yeah, you know what I mean? That's it's it. like. It's just strange, and like, and what you said, Shay, like the accent that he does too, and like the fact that he's like sassy and stuff like that. It's just like, yeah. it's just very, it's just very peculiar uh, take on this, yeah. and uh, it's also so very low hanging fruit humor. Oh, it literally looks like an SNL sketch from like twenty years ago, yeah. or actually like now almost. So, you know. <laughs> Some SNL sketches now are yeah. rough. Uh, but let's jump into what's out this week. We got Godzilla versus Kong. Uh, this is finally announced for Canada for PVOD. Super excited about that because we just kept getting told theaters and theaters, theaters. And I think the closest theater to us that's going to be open is like an hour away. Yeah. Or a drive-in. Or a drive-in, which is not my preferred method to watch a movie for the first time. Yeah, considering how our weather here doesn't cooperate that all that often. Right. And I mean, again, I like drive-ins, but yeah. I'm also like, I want to watch this with the best screen or best sound possible, right? It's Godzilla versus Kong. If anything, you want to enjoy the spectacle of it, exactly. right? Exactly. And then we got The Unholy from Sony, which is a Sam Raimi-produced film. So uh, we'll have a review, hopefully, of that this week as well. Yeah, this Thursday, I believe, we'll have a review up for that. Even better. Uh, one quick thing I want to talk about with you guys before we got to what we're watching. Yeah. Godzilla vs. Kong is actually getting pretty decent reviews. Yes. But it is getting review-bombed on, yes, on IMDb and other services um, because there's a lot of people out there who believe that this, because, is your, this is your United States of Alma. This right is my... <laughs> pass the mic. No, no, no. This is the thing. There's a lot of people out there that... I think with us... I think 
when it comes to the Zack Snyder Justice League, we are so happy that we got to watch it. Mm-hmm. We're so happy that it exists. We liked it. Yeah. But also, there's a, a very loud group right now on the internet that is you know, trying to hashtag restore the Snyderverse, which I think for us, like, I'd be cool to see what happens next in his world. For sure. Yeah. We want that. But we're also not, and, and when we came to the Snyder Cut, we liked seeing that. We spoke up. They were like, yeah, we'd love to see this. But we weren't harassing people. You know, we weren't being super toxic and like kind of the spewing hate online. Where now what we're seeing on Godzilla vs. Kong, when I was on IMDb looking at reviews, I was like, why are they all these one out of tens? And there were so many one out of tens because all these people are doing is, you know, restore the Steinerverse, Warner Brothers, restore the Steinerverse. And they're attacking other movies now. You go to Warner Brothers on any social media feed now, and it could be a movie, it could be nothing about Batman vs. Superman or Justice League or whatever, and it's just hundreds of thousands of tweets just hashtag restore the Snyderverse, and I get it. That's how you're getting your attention, but you could continue to do that, sure, but you're also attacking a studio that, one, gave you the movie that you wanted and you fought for for so long. They didn't have to promise you anything more. They filled the promise of this is something Zach made and we saw it to fruition and we let him finish his cut. Great. And now it just reminds me of one of those things like, yeah, if you give like if you if you give an inch, they're going to take a mile. And that's what's happening right now. And it sucks to see that again. We'd love to see the Snyderverse. We'd love to see what comes next in Justice League. But at the end of the day, it wasn't working for Warner Brothers. No. They weren't making the money they wanted to. They weren't getting the critical reception that they wanted to. And now well, here we are. We got Zack Snyder's Justice League. It's pretty much universally like getting thumbs up from people saying, yes, it makes sense. It's, it's a movie we like. But I don't think general audiences are anywhere like, yes, this is the four-hour movie that we're, <laughs> we love. It's just like, yes, it makes sense now. It's It's quote-unquote good but it's not yeah. where we want to continue our universe building and i don't agree with people bashing other films because of it yeah. or attacking warner brothers because they want more of it they don't owe you that yeah. they don't owe you that it's pretty toxic right Extremely. but you know they'll say it, it uh, you know i keep hearing let's uh unsubscribe from hbo max and this is how we <laughs> teach them a lesson no like, you need like you for those who are doing this, you need to find something in your life that really like fulfills you, fulfills you because this is not it. Zack Snyder is not that fulfillment and Zack Snyder's vision of the DC universe shouldn't be that. Yeah. Um, It's, it's super crazy. And and now it's getting to a point where, wow, like I get the idea. He had this movie. Let's get it out. We got it out. It's, it happened. But now, to the point where you're sabotaging other films right for your gain of 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 this movie universe that you want to see zach needs to make a statement he needs to make a statement as a as someone who's as a fellow filmmaker for these movies he has to say i'm a i don't want to make them anymore or b stop stop making these stop commenting on them it's not right it's not right this is not how Studios can't be bullied into making films for for that for, for for the audience like this, right? And I, as a director, wouldn't want to make a movie now because of this. It's 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 a dangerous slope, and I think this is what we spoke about when the Snyder Cut was confirmed to be happening. 
like, okay, this campaign worked, and a lot of people were just like, oh god, like they gave into the demands, and it never. It's not just. It's yeah. it's always going to lead to you know it's always going to lead to more. They, and they always said that you know they did good by you know putting money into um, suicide prevention. Yeah, but that's but there was a toxicity still behind this. Sure, that's like you know the like Nazis putting into uh, a certain you know pot just to get something out of it. It just didn't feel right, man. It doesn't make sense when you you know. <laughs> You're in the Snyder uh, community, and you're saying, "Yeah, we want to donate money to uh, you know suicide prevention, but also Anna Cernoff, kill yourself." Like, you're like, hold you, on now, wait. This, uh, I'll be honest. There's a little bit of a conflicting message. Right. What you're you know? saying there is you wish harm upon people, yet you're like, no, no, but I'm donating money to. That's it's like so, saying, it's I'm, okay, I'm, like, I can say this word because I have a black friend. No, yeah. right, I can say it. Like, no, 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 no. and. Honestly, I've seen people like post like the review from Rotten Tomatoes, like, look, 95% audience score. I honestly, I don't believe that. And the reason why I don't believe that is because the same shitty people that are review bombing will obviously be giving 10 out of 10s no matter what. People are giving 20 out of 10s out there, Daniel. Right. Are you fucking stupid? It's, and that's the thing, right? We are Zack Snyder fans. Huge. I really like Zack Snyder. I have a poster of his Watchmen film on my wall. I have two. I have a poster of Batman and Superman from Batman vs Superman. I like his movies. We've given positive reviews to his movies. You know, we've 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 been vocal about. You're wearing a Zack Snyder Justice League shirt. I'm literally wearing, I'm wearing right the Justice League shirt right now. I didn't realize that Zack Snyder threw up on me before yeah. I started work, working on this. You're a social producer, you know. <laughs> but don't be don't be a toxic asshole. It goes back to what we were saying last week. I don't know what we were talking about last week that I was saying. Don't be an <laughs> asshole. Well, let's just suck it every day. Don't be an asshole. Yeah. And I think there are so many people who are doing that right now, and it sucks. Maybe this met like our, us talking about it. And and here's the thing: it sucks when it starts to like affect you, mm-hmm. where you're like, "Yeah, I like Justice League Snyder Cut," but you also don't want to like. I'm also like a little worried tweeting about it and talking about it because you don't want yeah. people to associate I you associate with that. Yeah. No. And it sucks that it does that. Like we should be able to celebrate a movie, but because of the perception of this negative group of people, do. It makes you not want to like associate yourself with that, you know. And I it wish, sucks. I wish IMDb would go and remove all the like. Right now, when you go to the Godzilla vs Kong IMDb page, you really have to do a couple of clicks to finally get to the uh, Restore the Snyderverse ones because they have all the positive Godzilla vs Kong and all the relevant ones on top. And then when you go sort by not relevant, and then you sort by lowest vote, then you'll see all the Restore the Snyderverse, Restore the Snyderverse, blah blah blah. Yeah. blah, blah, blah. and it's like. Why? Why Zach, are you going to go? Zach needs to say something. He he has to say something. It's like a president. You have to say something or they'll just keep doing it. Right. So if you don't... A, yeah, he's afraid of thing, alienating his fans, you know, which is, it sucks to say. I'm sorry. It sucks to say that. But yeah. like, as a I, filmmaker, like, I wouldn't want my... The fans from my movie hurting another movie for my... For this franchise to happen. I agree. It's not right. No. Also, yeah. what was crazy about you? You sent a, a tweet yesterday about Ray Fisher wanting, having the um, might wanting to do a, oh, a yeah, he's sequel. Open, he's, open to, to he's open to it, which is super strange coming from him. His NDA is up as well now. Yeah, yeah. so he'll probably start like a tell all, a tell all. Hopefully, on Oprah's show, you yeah. know, like uh, Prince William. It's a, it's just a very messy situation. I think Warner Brothers was very smart to release the Suicide Squad trailer this week because that's all I've been seeing up on yes. my feed. But 
Yeah, it's like just let like listen. Warner Brothers has moved. They've said Justice League 2017 is their canon version of 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 the movie. Sounds good. They're done. And Cernoff came out this end of this uh, last week saying, you know what? Thank you for the support, but we're moving on. And it's just, it's just, it's very disheartening that when you, when you follow the, when you follow Warner Brothers Canada, Warner Brothers US uh, on Twitter, Instagram, wherever you kind of go, and you just click on comments for whatever they're posting. You just want to see, it's just people see. berating them. Like you just want to, you just want to see like, oh, what are people saying about Godzilla versus Kong? And then you're just scrolling forever saying, yo, F you Warner Brothers, restore this time. Like, yeah, go kill yourself. It's like, like stop. That's not what, like that. No. Why are you the no. way you are? And like, and it's stuff like that. They that, have nothing in have their nothing. life, and I think right now, they and have I, nothing. I think it's stuff like that that we're going to start to see almost like censorship be introduced on, uh, like this. Like, may, I don't know, maybe like Warner Brothers will has a way of blocking that comment from showing up on their feed, right? I know Facebook has that where like if you type certain words, the comment will be posted. Like maybe they'll come up with algorithms that like stop that hashtag from showing up yeah. and like and that's what's a dangerous slope because people are abusing the system this way right now yeah, it's true well, i really hope godzilla versus kong is good <laughs> oh, yeah. that, that's what we're trying to get to yeah <laughs> what are we watching anthony let's start off with you um this week continuing with uh stanley tucci searching for italy this this week was uh he was in sicily it was oh, really really nice beautiful beautiful, beautiful food beautiful scenery it's crazy to talk about the just the history in Italy and these buildings that are thousands of years old and people just living in them and, and just in different um, caste systems. Also, how was he not voted the sexiest bald man this week? How was it? Prince uh, William? William yeah. like, oh, because I, I don't know, man. Stanley Tucci's out there in the world. Come on. A hundred percent. And he's, uh, he's married to Emily Blunt's sister, which was crazy. Yes. Right? Yes. Is he is pretty cool. Uh, Watch The Stand, which is an Amazon um, Prime miniseries based on a Stephen King book. My review for that is Skip It. It was actually really boring and bad. Mm. Um, great cast. Had an interesting you know, premise where a weaponized virus has pretty much wiped out the world except for certain people and they kind of come together to, to live and there's some form of good versus evil behind this this whole premise of this weaponized pandemic um but it just didn't it just wasn't good it was actually pretty boring and the ending was actually pretty trash and it was I know Stephen, like, King. <laughs> Stephen King well this right? is one of his this was was one of his earlier books i uh. want to say his sixth book from his biography uh, bibliography but just the ending the characters. I was just wondering, like, why am I investing my time in this, in this, in these characters? Because they're just not interesting enough. Um, the Mighty Ducks, Game Changers, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I put on Hellstorm because it was on Disney Star, and that's a Marvel series, but it's not a Marvel series. Um, it's based on two characters from the Marvel universe, which is Anna Anna Hellstorm and uh, Damon Hellstorm, who are. Uh, Son and daughter of a demon. Oh, thank God they're related. Because imagine they weren't related with that last name. <laughs> what a coincidence! They're um, they're connected to the whole like Doctor Strange right. and Ghost Rider. Um, you know the 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 they're like the Osmonds, I believe, right? Donnie and uh, Donnie and Marie. Donnie and Marie. Kinda. 
Why would you bring the Osmonds? They're they're the, un, the what are they called? The underworld, the underworld, of, like the of like the Marvel the, universe, yeah. the scary, the horrorish part of the Marvel universe. But this movie, this series was not scary at all. It's produced by Jeff Loeb, who this oh. I think this was his last his last uh, Marvel show, Marvel live action show. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he only has, he has two more. I think Modok, he's executive producer. Yeah, the animated show. Um, and then another one. This it was so strange because these characters are Marvel characters. They have these Marvel powers, but you know when the show opens, there's no Marvel bumper. No, there's they're not, nothing it's indicating not MCU, that right? it's not MCU. Um, and it felt like a it felt like a Jeff Loeb TV series. Felt very similar to stuff that he did with Netflix. It's just boring and <laughs> and not interesting and very grounded in terms of production value. It just didn't seem like Oh, this guy's the son of Satan. This is the daughter of Satan. They're like pretty powerful people. Right. They just they're just they're just humans. They're just humans and they they have some powers. It almost felt cheapy at points. And it and later found out that it was canceled in December. It came out in October 2020 and was canceled December 2020. Why? So I would skip that if you see that on Star, Disney Star. And then I put on Succession because I was trying to find something to watch and something to just make you feel something right yeah and it was hard there was not a lot because i watched mighty ducks all three episodes falcon watched that I'm like what else is there to watch i watched all these series let me go to succession because it's so well written you're, re- you're revisiting it right and revisiting it. season yeah. two specifically um hopefully we get a season three very shortly i'm looking forward to a trailer hope i know they've been filming they it was supposed to come out in 2020 but during the pandemic it caused a lot of delays so hopefully that's done it's such a well-written show and it's such a crazy family if you want to watch a really great dynamic and great characters watch succession okay especially brian cox and brian cox man he's he's wolverine wolverine yeah but he plays this you know billionaire conglomerate news mogul movie mogul he he's like the who's the the guy who owns fox uh oh man that he who died uh, right he didn't die oh oh the The guy who yeah rupert murdoch Murdoch. Murdoch. like take that family yeah that dynamic that they're literally these kids are trying to get to who's gonna be the who's gonna be the successor to this multi-billion company and how they throw money and how they they deal with things they're not normal people and how they just view us as norm- yeah, normal people and how we get along with our lives and how it's just crazy and it's so well written and it's so well it's so so good so i encourage you to watch that it's on crave cool and watch season one if you haven't watched it and yeah i like season one i, I enjoyed the half yeah. of it that i watched yeah yeah really good yeah that's Damn. all i've been watching what about you, Daniel? Uh, I watched The Courier. So literally right after we finished recur- recording last week. Recur- 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 last recording. Re- recording after last I week. I my very short review on yeah, it. Yeah, you're like, yeah, no watch it. Yeah. Uh, I think it starts off interesting. Mm-hmm. I liked the, the start of it. And mm-hmm. then I just, uh, it's a two-hour movie, but it feels really long. Very long. Right? I was like, man, right when I thought it was ending, I'm like, oh, shoot, there's still like 45 minutes left. Yep. This is crazy. Um, f- uh, finished finally watched and finished The Vow, mm-hmm. which is an HBO documentary series about um this cult, which um we I forget the name of the cult now, but it's been something it's been in the news a lot, especially because you know there's a lot of celebrities part of it, and uh, Allison Mack especially, who was somebody who I grew up loving on Smallville, was a key figure in it, which sucks to see that um and all the lives that they kind of really 
destroyed in that, but um, it's a really well-made documentary. Uh, Definitely check it out if you have Crave or HBO Max or wherever you have HBO content in your country. Um, Of course, Mighty Ducks, I watched all three of them because we were anticipating the new show. Also watched the new show. Um, The Black Widow news made me really want to go back and watch Iron Man 2. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'll be honest, like I really love Iron Man 2 as, as much of a a filler as it could be sometimes for, you know, for the Avengers. Um, I think there's such great character moments in that movie and just generally really funny moments and, and great action as well too. I think the the Monaco scene especially is, um, is a great sequence. And I love the sequence at the end too, where um, they're all fighting in the, I guess the, um, um, the forest. Day? Is that forest? The Zen garden. Yeah. The Zen garden. And it was a for like, or oh, oh, I forget the name of the company. Um, that's like sponsors it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Was it Orion? Not Orion. Um, whatever the name of the company is, it's a cool sequence. And they and that scene was actually storyboarded by um, some of the character, some of the story artists who did. Um, oh, what's the one that Samuel Jackson uh, voice does the voice actor for? The the it samurai knows? one, Samurai Jack. Samurai Jack is it? The show? Do you guys remember that show? I remember Samurai. I remember Jack, Samuel. I don't, I don't remember Samuel, Samuel Jackson. Jackson. Was it Samuel Jackson who did the voice for him? I don't think so. Why am I? Well, okay, I'll look it up. Well, Samurai Jack, I believe, like the storyboard artist who did that, did um, like the sequence, and that's such a cool sequence too. Where War Machine and Iron Man are just fighting with one another, really, really cool. Um, put on Godzilla 1998. What an awful movie! What an all like honestly, I, I rewatched it and I haven't seen it pro- in years, like in maybe 15 years. And I watch this, I'm like, this movie's terrible. And like, I I, I was like nostalgic for it too because like Matthew Broderick and everything, but. Like shit, man. Like it made me think fondly upon King of the Monsters somehow, mm. which I'm gonna watch of I think tonight before Godzilla before versus Kong. They should have done that film all at night. Which one? Godzilla, King of the Monsters. No, the '98 Godzilla. The go- '98 Godzilla. Yeah, I think you, the Godzilla looked better at night than it did during the day, especially with rain. Yeah, because yeah. he looked he looked one super CG, like he looked like jarring, jarringly like jarringly right. like cartoons. And like even the way he's animated, it almost looks like were they trying to do like stop motion? Yeah. And he looks like a dinosaur too, like an iguana actually. Yeah, more and like an iguana. The story with Matthew Brod, like Matthew Broderick's character, the worm guy. Oh, it's just, it's it such super, a stupid movie. Yeah. I I think for me, it, again, I don't love it or anything, but um, it just has a special place in my heart. But I'm Philomar. So, sorry, is Philomar? Yes, of, uh, yes, Samurai Jack. But it 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 holds this it holds this place in my heart where I'm like. Oh yeah, this movie. I'll never watch it again for like years to come, probably. But uh, it's god awful. But there's just something so stupid about it that I can't look away. But it's very. Slow. It had really good marketing. Very yeah, marketing. for sure, for sure. And I, I remember seeing it in a drive-in as well Such too. The success after Independence Day. Hell yeah. yeah. And then and then he, Roland Emmerich has gone on to say like, yeah, we messed up now. Oh, we, we've, yeah. we've messed up them. Yeah. Um, Falcon of the Winter Soldier, of course, phenomenal show. Check out our discussions we'll have discussions on it every single friday um and shay off your recommendation i started hate thy neighbor what'd you think uh watched the first episode and you know i was just you hated that neighbor <laughs> oh my <laughs> god it's i think watching a show that portrays racism and just not even just racism just like hateful people mm. um and when you're when, when this character when when uh, i'm blanking on the jamali J- jamali when he's talking to these people um just how casual they are about yeah. like hating. Yeah, you know we we hate uh, black people. We would have hated you. Like we hated this, and you're just like, what the fuck? Like I were I was watching with my mom, and my mom's face the whole time was just like, 
like my mom was just like is this is this real like this is a real sh- this isn't fake i'm like no mom this is real yeah. it's real this people. is real this is real people that well, is- i remember in episode one that the craziest thing to me was that the, the guy that they're talking to and then obviously the church he goes to the pastor who has two black daughters he's white but he has two yeah. adopted black daughters and then jamali asked him like so how do you really feel about you know this guy who says he's like your best friend uh Technically, he hates your daughters, and he's just like, "Yeah, I'm not a big fan of it." And I'm like, "Listen, man, I get you're a pastor or a preacher, but what?" I was dying of laughter when when Jamal was like, "Because it's intercut with him doing stand up." Yes, um, which which I found was I found a little jarring at first. I find it jarring, yeah. But then there was some like funny things that he would say. Um, that he's like, uh, they were doing like a they don't like calling it a, a cross burning, right? Yeah. They like calling it lighting, yeah. right? As he was saying, but um. He wasn't. They basically told him like these white supremacists. They're like, "Yeah, you got to stay on this side." Um, and then the, there's a the KKK bar. And he's like, "Yeah, that KKK bar owner came up to me and he said like, he's like, no, we hate we hate black people, but everybody's welcome in the bar.'" And he's like, "But what? What, what do you what do you mean by this? Like, it's so it's just so." But they allowed his they allowed his film crew to go in. Yeah, and his film crew is all Jewish. Yeah, and they were just and then you hear the audio playing back and then they're like listening and they're like they're just making fun of Jews and everything and the Jewish were just like. What the fuck are we doing here? yeah it's it's, it's it must be scary for for them yeah to be in a situation like that like that's like that's super scary for me if i was in a a situation where i'm not liked for just being me and, i feel when and i'm, I'm filming stuff yeah i guess yeah <laughs> i mean but we we actively make you try and feel that way though that's true you know that's yeah true. it must be scary it's kind of like being in a war zone you know yeah. Yeah. um and, and and that's the thing you know like it's just the casualness of it is what frightens me and makes me uncomfortable. But it's, I mean, I'm excited to continue watching the show as well, too, to yeah. see where it goes from here. And yeah, I mean, it's been very interesting to see that. Yeah. Shay, what about you? Take us home. Uh, I put on Superman Returns for about five minutes. Uh, and then I was like, oh, I hate this movie so much. I just couldn't <laughs> do it. I, I There's something so, like, pretentious about it. I think, like... Brian Singer wanting to be like, no, I can make a Richard Donner film. And it just, I didn't like it. It didn't, it didn't sit well with me. So then I put on Volcano instead, which is the obvious pivot. To yes, make. of course. Uh, I think it was on Star. That's why. So but did you watch Volcano like two weeks ago or something? I watched it on March 20th. Yeah. See, you got problems. Why'd you watch Volcano again? No, I watched it on March 20th. But that's over a week ago. Yeah. We recorded last Saturday morning. Yeah, but. Oh but no, man! Watch you watched night. Volcano in February, January, <laughs> December. Best I'm sure. Volcano best number movie. one over here. Best, best movie, best actor, <laughs> Tom, you, Tom Lee Jones. I remember Shay saying, "I watched Volcano, and I loved it." And it was in February. Uh, I, I don't think I watched it in February though. No, I don't. We'll have to I definitely haven't watched it in February. <laughs> I didn't have it, and Star wasn't out. No, you found it. You went. To, you you willingly oh, I, I went, went to go, and I bought it. You <laughs> bought Volcano. I bought it. I went to a blockbuster and I took it off the shelf. Uh, no, I haven't seen Volcanoes since years, so I just decided to put it on. Um, it's such a silly movie. It's so stupid. Like it's such a <laughs> dumb movie. Like a volcano in Los Angeles. In the middle and of like, Los Angeles. Yeah, there's all these like random like actors that you'll see from the '90s kind of pop in and out, and you're like, like Don Cheadle's in the movie. <laughs> you know? Sure. Why not? It's just such a dumb movie, but it's so fun to watch. And also, lava moves pretty slow. So when you're running from it, you, you, you're kind of like, really? You can't get... I remember there's a scene where he has to jump over the lava, yet there's all this free space beside him. But he he does it, and I still don't know why he did it. Like I watched this movie, and I was like, well, he could have just walked around it. He didn't have to. Do... But they made it such an action moment that I'm like... 
The floor sure. is lava, man. The floor is I'm lava. I'm like, sure, why not? He's like holding his daughter. He's like, we gotta do this. Throws her in the lava. Why? <laughs> so yeah, that movie was. Um, yeah, it's just fun. Uh, continuing with the MCU, watched uh, watched Black Panther and watched uh, Avengers: Infinity War with my girlfriend. She loved Infinity War as as one should. I, I you know what? I haven't seen Infinity War in a little while because I've been watching more Endgame. I think, but man, it was so funny and so good. It's awesome. I think it's the best Captain America sequence. Which, which one in the subway oh, oh when he's coming in you he has you hear that music coming in and it's like a more powerful version he of grabs like, he boom. grabs the that yeah. trident thing oh he, she throws it and it was so and, good and, and he, he has the long groot, hair he talks to groot and he's like i am steve rogers yeah it's so funny right yeah i guess yeah oh, fuck anthony oh wow <laughs> great what a i mean the mcu again what a Fantastic. gift what a gift yeah uh watched ratatouille i haven't seen this is this used to be one of my least favorite what made you put on ratatouille not much really it was just my girlfriend saying hey i really want to watch ratatouille and i'm, I'm like, in the mood for rats uh, she's like your friend daniel rat he's a rat and i'm like all right uh no uh i have it's it's one of my least watched pixar films i didn't like it when i first watched I mean, it you haven't watched the good dinosaur yet so i would still say that's yeah, your least I'll, watched i'll film. save it i'll save it for that all right, right. All right. i'll save it for that but um watching it again i really really liked it i really appreciated it more i think i see where brad bird was, was trying to do with this film so i really had a good time with it i think as an adult i appreciate it more too so really good movie uh watched all three Mighty Ducks plus the Game Changers show. I love the Mighty Ducks movies, but I hadn't gone back to Mighty Ducks 3 in forever. So it was interesting going back to that film and still not liking it. <laughs> it's very it's very different. Very it's different very film. Different. Just very annoying. And I think they just get, they for some reason, are portrayed dumber in the film and more silly. And I'm like, these kids were a lot smarter in part one and two. So why are they so dumb in this one? Um, Falcon the Winter Soldier, of course, and Godzilla. I oh, watched Superstore. Forgot to put Superstore. Superstore as well. well. Finished the series. The series finale happened. Uh, we'll talk about it in a second. I uh, just want to talk about French Exit, which I watched with um, Michelle Pfeiffer and Lucas Hedges. What a weird movie. I don't know if you guys have watched it yet, but no, it yet. is. I, I, I can't recommend it. Really, it's really weird. It starts off kind of nice, but then it dives into this supernatural esque element um, that I was like, this is not fun anymore so i didn't really like it i can't recommend it and yeah daniel you and i watched the uh, series finale of superstore what did you think of part one and two um uh, here's the thing with superstore i think superstore is a really fun show uh especially the earlier seasons because it's like you know we all have retail experience and yeah. you know seeing those jokes it's funny um i never thought you know amy and um jonah, jonah were the strongest leads for the show or to center i guess a romantic relationship around not to get too bogged down on the, on the finales, but um, Amy's return, I thought, was just very anticlimactic. Super. And then the ending just is so fast, where it just kind of jump cuts. So, like, you know, everybody's everybody's happy. And like it's nice to have a nice send-off to characters, but it also just didn't feel earned either. No. It felt like they were rushed. Right. And, I, and I would have preferred the show to end season five, because it felt like more of a... A proper ending. A clo- a, more of a closure then have like this weird in between half season that you know we're focusing on other characters and it's very strange and there's some like de-aging that happens too that i was just like when i met when i saw Shay, um i messaged you and i was just like yeah get ready for some de-aging and you're just like oh my god looks worse than like deep fakes that we see online i screamed in my 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 room 
And my family called the police, and yeah. the police came, and they saw, and they were like... And they screamed, too. They arrested the creators of the show. <laughs> they right took there. your TV away. Yeah, they <laughs> took my TV away. And my PlayStation. I don't know why. It's hard to get. Hard yeah, to find. They were like, we need to sell this. But, man... Yeah, uh, you know, I really enjoyed Superstore. It's funny because it just came out on Netflix, and I feel like in three months, we watched it and ended it, the show. So it was kind of sad, but man, I've never disliked two main characters of a show more than Amy and Jonah. I don't think, they. I think there's absolutely zero chemistry. They're not fun. They're not funny at all. They, they, They destroy so much of the good parts of the show. Cheyenne um, is fantastic. Garrett, Dina. Garrett is fantastic. Dina. Um, uh, who's the... Uh, the manager? Manager. Right? Glenn. 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 This is Glenn. And, and I love Sandra, too. I think they're all such phenomenal characters. And if the show just kind of focused in on them, I, I would have had a much better time. Yeah. But that was yeah. my Glenn impression, eh? It was pretty good, right? I thought those were Glenn. Garrett, I thought those were Garrett impressions. No, this is my Jason Momoa accent. Oh, <laughs> don't count on it, Batman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dresses like a bat. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> sad to see it go. I think the show could have had more leg if you know maybe they also moved Jonah off the show. Um, or if they just, I think if it came on Netflix sooner. Yes. You know, because I feel like this is the most we've ever seen people talk about Superstore in the last Seriously. few months, you know? It was on Prime Video for so long, and no one really goes to Prime Video. Uh, but yeah, it's sad to see it go, but um, whatever, it has life. So that pretty much brings us to the end of this wonderful episode. This is probably one of the best episodes that we've ever, ever done. I, I can't say. think of any episode that has topped this. Never. With this one, but. Right. What we just did right now. Oh. Anthony's like, really? Anthony's like, I was I here? <laughs> you didn't like it? I stuttered a lot, so. You, what did you say? I stuttered a lot. I didn't so. think you did. I didn't yeah. think you did either. It's okay. I don't all think right. you did at all. I think you're just in your zone right now for some reason, but yeah. you're, you're good. You're in the, you're in you were great. You're I think this the, episode, you, you shine like a bright diamond. Yeah. Oh, Rihanna, eh? Yeah. Oh, you knew the reference. Good. Uh, guys, again, of course, we're on a, re- we're on a mission to hit 200 five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts. So please go ahead and give us some love on there. Let us know what we love about the show. Uh, follow us at The Movie Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. And make sure to let us know what you're watching and what else you want to see on the show. Again, keep an eye out on our feed for all the reviews and shows coming out. Again, next week we are off for our main episode but we'll still have some things sprinkled in there. Oh, yeah. There'll be lots of lots of reviews and stuff coming out this week and next. So we're make getting, sure you're staying tuned for that. We're getting closer and closer to our 100th episode, too. So stay Ooh, tuned for wee. that. That's going to be a bonanza, as they say in the business. Do they say that in the business? They do now. We're going to make them start saying We're going to make them start staying in the business. Of course, that was This Time with the Movie Podcast. And we'll see you next. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.